You're listening to Once, episode 172, Fall Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And we hope that you had a happy Thanksgiving. If you're not American, that's okay. We hope that you... (laughs) You have our blessing to not be American. (laughs) And we hope you took a moment to be thankful. Anyway, maybe it's one way that Americans can inspire you with a day set aside to stuff ourselves, go shopping, and then be thankful for it all, apparently. Mm -hmm. But we just finished watching this episode, Fall, and it was a good episode. I'm kind of... I have a couple mixed feelings about it. In one way, it felt a little bit like filler. And in Mm -hmm. another way... It felt like a really cool episode. Right. And I think the reason that it felt... Because I, I thought it had a lot of good momentum and a lot of really big things happened. But I think the reason it might have had kind of a a downer feeling, a letdown for people, is because the curse was so slow. It was coming the entire episode. And it at least it hit. If they had just sort of hunkered down and been like, here it comes... Any second, and then they faded to black. That would have been terrible. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, we waited the whole entire episode, and we didn't really get to see the fighting that we felt was imminent. As soon as they said that the curse Not would come... Not that we just want to see fighting, but you know. Right, yeah, but we kind of do want to see we fighting. We kind of do. <laughs> as soon as they said the curse will be here at sundown, I realized this is not going to hit in this episode. Or if it does, it'll be at the very, very end It makes me wonder, is this the slowest moving curse we've ever had? (laughs) But then again, you think about when Regina... It's hard to render. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) When Regina enacted the dark curse, it took a long time, but it was fast enough that she had to race with her chariots, or not chariots, she was in her carriage and the curse was right behind her. So it was at horse speed. Well, yeah, hers was filling the realm if right. this curse were filling a realm of that size, first of all, Ingrid would have been working for at least the rest of her life on the mirror to get mm-hmm. enough mirror. Second, people in like the outer reaches of the realm would have been like, so there's this curse and it's coming. And I think that probably what we want to do is um, prepare for the harvest in a couple of weeks gather our supplies, sell everything, um, you know, plan, maybe go visit some neighboring kingdoms, see maybe where we want to live. And then, and then we'll actually, you know, we'll go, we'll, we'll move and, you know, we'll figure it out. We've got, we've got a couple of years at least, but that curse is coming. So, uh, and and they take vacations to kind of like the edge so they can see the beautiful curse. It's like the Aurora Borealis. And there's a lot of fighting inside it, and it's kind of disturbing. You wonder why those people didn't get out. But you look at the curse that (laughs) Snow White enacted, and that one, Hook had to outrun with the Jolly Roger. So that was a fast-coming curse. Mm -hmm. It was nice to see them actually be affected by the curse, because I I was hoping it wouldn't be one of those things, again, where at the very last minute some hero comes and stops the curse again, or they change the curse. We've seen that happen except for the very first curse. All of the other curses that have come and gone, 
have been stopped or changed or manipulated or all of this stuff. It was nice to finally see a curse hit again and start to take effect. Right. And now it does still have to be stopped. I mean, we assume that it's going to be stopped. It would be really strange if people remember Once Upon a Time is the show that kind of ended mid-season with Snow White killing Prince Charming and and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully the resolution isn't something to do with Regina has to try to stop it. Looks like she's probably going to sacrifice herself. Emma says, hey, my powers are stronger now. Let me help you. And then maybe like the two of them aren't powerful enough. So Elsa is like, let me help too. And then they and then they all magic it and it's gone. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I liked how they ended this episode. I really liked it. I thought just seeing yeah. the eye like mirroring or glassing over like that. <laughs> Could have been a cool enough way to end the episode. Certainly would have been very Lost-like. And probably a lot of Lost fans out there were going, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, oh. But the way they ended this... It would have been creepy, but I was ready for it. Yeah, the way they ended it, though, I think really hit it home to see this iconic couple actually being affected by the curse. Even though they share one heart. Thank you for referencing that again. Just in case we forgot at least they didn't tell us the whole story of why they only have half a heart. Right. <laughs> and they used no words in the last scene. And I think that was my favorite part. Oh, yeah. Because it, not every emotion that you emote in a TV show needs words. It's the whole point. So kudos. One of the things that confused me about this episode, but you and I were talking about it and you helped me figure it out a little, but just for clarification here, the whole timeline thing, and I know we get hung up on that a lot, but that's because Mm -hmm. we have a timeline over at oncepodcast.com slash timeline. And it matters to things like this. What we saw in Arendelle when everyone thawed, that was actually happening after the curse because they referenced 30 years later. Nearly present day. Right. Or yeah. Within a few days of present day. because And I think the part of the reason they did that is because they wanted to avoid time travel magic, which they've pretty much stated is difficult or impossible. So if Elsa had been able to wish, I mean, she stated whenever you are, but she was, didn't know she was making a wish. But if she had stated that and it had pulled them from 30 years in the past, that's a huge problem. So they had to stay frozen for 30 years. In order to still be alive and young. So it was 30 years because that's the amount of time of the curse, 28 years, plus at some point then about two years after the curse was broken. Well, it took about a year for the curse to actually be broken. It was 28 years later that Emma came, but uh, and time started moving a little bit in Storybrooke, but it wasn't until about a year later that Emma broke the curse. So it was a little coincidental because I, I have a feeling the implication has always been that the curse, Regina's curse, didn't reach them, even though I feel like it should have. It did reach all the worlds, all the realms. Well, it doesn't seem to have done anything to Arendelle, but maybe that's because they were frozen. Well, I think it locked them in time a little bit, too. Mm. They weren't just frozen. It think- was frozen plus the curse, but it wasn't because of the curse that they were frozen for 20, 30 years. Well... Yeah, I'm going to say it was all Ingrid. But regardless... So they, you think their thawing, you're saying, was Ingrid's doing in some yeah, I think sidetrack way? In a, yeah, in a way, it's like whether consciously or not, she sort of released them, like Anna said, because she has something worse planned. She doesn't need to keep them that way anymore. Right. So it was like, it was funny because as soon as I saw them thaw, I thought, oh, my whole theory is wrong. 
But then when they revealed that it had been 30 years, it took me a while to fully realize it. But like, oh, yeah. So I guess I was right. They just didn't have to do the whole somehow realm jump and rescue Arendelle and jump back all in the next three episodes that they had left. The other thing that was initially confusing to me was Blackbeard. How could he be there because he walked the plank? And how does he have the Jolly Roger again if this is all present day? Right. But he was rescued by a mermaid. Yeah. A subtle thing that I didn't pick up on because I was focused on the whole... Interference. We're going to put you in the boom box. I mean, in the, the, boom, the chest. You mean boo box? Oh, yeah. Boo box. <laughs> the boom box is different. <laughs> <laughs> but I I didn't catch that he said he was rescued by a mermaid. So maybe that was Ariel because she really did not want Hook to kill Blackbeard like mm-hmm. that. Maybe so, all mermaids, except that one, are compassionate. Yeah. That was clever, though. <laughs> and, it was a little squid ink, but it was clever. Yeah. <laughs> and the bottle showed up with them. How convenient. Nice timing. Mm-hmm. Like, now's my time. My thinking on the bottle is that it doesn't have any of the secrets that we thought it might have before because they're no longer secrets. The whole stuff about Ingrid being a sister and Elsa's magic and how she can learn to control her magic and stuff like that. I don't think that is the secret that's on that scroll anymore. What I think... (laughs) Wouldn't that be a terrible letdown? (laughs) They pull out the message and they go... We know all this. I think that scroll will have something to do with breaking this new curse. It better not be written in squid ink. So help me. If we just blow the ink off this page, (laughs) it'll break the curse. Blow it into your eyes. Blow it in everybody's eyes. (laughs) It's nice to see that bottle back, though, because we've wondered where it was. With its barnacles. Yeah. But now I think we might have an answer to that Elsa and Anna's parents are definitely dead because that was their ship we actually saw their ship and the bottle i'm surprised we didn't see their bones they were gonna mingle you know yeah you know that was the weirdest thing speaking of mingling bones we are very (laughs) grateful for you for helping us to mingle our bones here in the podcast and supporting the podcast with your kind donations specifically thank you to steve johnson david newland jessica olson amy cavalier lisa slack and Jenny Root. We really appreciate your kind donations. And most of these are subscribers. So they've signed up to automatically donate a particular amount every month. And that's what helps us the best. Jessica is one of those new donating subscribers. Thank you very much, Jessica, for joining the crew. And we also have 11 Patreon backers donating up to $22.50 per episode. We really appreciate the support because we could not do this podcast without your support. It costs a lot to run the podcast, to run all the software that runs everything for us. To run our mouths. Yeah, so we really appreciate you sending over the $10, $5, whatever, to stuff in our mouth so that they run a bit better and so that the website runs better. If you want to be a supporter too, please go over to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. You can sign up for an automatic monthly donation, a one-time donation, or even a per-episode donation through Patreon. All of those options are over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. If you can't support us financially, the next best way you can do it is since it's Christmas shopping time and there are lots of sales right now, is click on our Amazon links. Or just go to oncepodcast.com slash Amazon 
and purchase your next items through amazon.com. It won't cost you anything extra and it helps support the podcast as well. But all of those links are over at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And thank you for your support. I think a lot of people probably rejoiced when Blue Fairy was sucked into the hat. (laughs) See, like, that is the weirdest thing. I was not even... That whole scene was so creepy. Like, I don't know. It was reminiscent of a lot of other sorts of things. They were just being taken out as a group. It was really... Now, I assume now that it can be reversed. Yes, I assume that too. Because, you know... Blue's not ever really dead. Right. <laughs> but. She's a star again. <laughs> yeah. All she's, comes full circle. She's used to this. This is her element. She's going to rule that hat. She is not evil, people. Yeah, I don't think she is. It was, yeah, it was like a massacre, really, for Hook to go through. Yeah. And do all of that. Yeah, he better be feeling some guilt about all of this. But he's not going to feel much. He is feeling a little too much for not having a heart, actually. But Rumpel now has the hat. Rumpel has all the power he needs to separate himself from the dagger. I think he's going to do it. Yeah, probably. And maybe the villain of the second half of the season will be Rumpel. A fully in control Rumpel. Now, see, he already sees the worst in everyone, so does it really have an effect on him, or is that what he was implying, that it doesn't really? (laughs) Yeah, that's He didn't think he'd be affected. And what about people? It seems to be... How much does it introduce? Have they established that? Does it introduce new thoughts, or does it just bring out the worst that you might think? It brings out the worst that you might think. Because I would think that some people... You know, like, not everyone should be ready to kill. You know? Yeah, but if you magnify and amplify that deep darkness that we all have inside of us, then it can lead to things like killing and like trapping your sister in an urn and all of that kind of stuff. So it's not adding thoughts, it's amplifying so much that people start taking these way out of line actions and possibly start hurting each other yeah why did anna and elsa feel like they did not need to separate from each other or more from Kristoff? i guess they think that a desk is enough to separate them and am i the only one who thought that it was not safe for snow and charming to be holding each other's hands through the bars i was kind of thinking about that too because now like i just said i feel like they might hate each other for one reason or another but they shouldn't go all violent but if they did like they made it sound like everyone was going to go crazy so i was i was imagining one of them just grabbing the other one's arm and just like slamming their head into the bars or something so yeah there's going to be some aggressiveness but they let go which was chilling enough unintended but also maybe some fear of each other i don't know we're gonna see some ugliness in the next episode probably as these people start to get really villainous on their own. What do you think, though, about this episode? We'd love to hear your feedback, so please email it to feedback at oncepodcast.com. You can put the subject line as fall to help us know that it's about this episode. You can also call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. 
or send a voice message through the website at oncepodcast.com. We'll have our upcoming full discussion on Wednesday, as we normally do, at 8 p.m. Eastern time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. That's where you can always go to see when our next upcoming show is. And we'd love for you to be a part of that. So make sure that you send us your feedback through all of the means that I mentioned. You can also comment on the show notes or go to the forums. All of that information, if you don't remember any of it, is over at oncepodcast.com. And the show notes for this episode at slash 172. Please connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at the Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And until next time, remember, no spell is strong enough to break what we have. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks for our sponsors of this episode. If you'd like to be one of them and help us do what we continue to do here, bringing this podcast to you and the website and everything else, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor to sign up for a one-time donation, an automatic monthly donation, or a per-episode donation through Patreon. That's at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And thank you for your support.